So, Father, the first part of this new day, new year, we want to give glory to your name. We want to welcome you, Jesus, to be the author and finisher of our faith. We want you, Holy Spirit, to guide and lead this year. Right now, we consecrate it to you. This is yours. Be the Lord of 2023. Be the Lord of me. Holy Spirit, bring forth the perfect will of God in us as a church and as individuals. We thank you now. Communicate to each one of us like a surgeon. Pinpoint where we need to change so we can become more like Jesus. We thank you. We decree it the best year of our lives in advance. We thank you. Our path drips with abundance. And all God's people are blessed because whoever finds God finds. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you. And uh, here, there, and everywhere. And uh, I just feel the weight of, of something so good this year. And, and, and as I start, you know, I just, I just wrote this in my notes. I was thinking about, you know, when, when the new year comes, we've been through this before. You've been, th- you've been through it before. Fortunately, some people are saying, man, I stayed up last night. Well, we gave you till 11 to sleep in. I mean, if you, if you couldn't make it to 11, something's wrong. <laughs> but, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, uh, I stayed up at midnight and shouted and banged some pans, shot a gun, blew up some fireworks. You said, where were you at midnight? I was two hours into my sleep. <laughs> and I don't like all that nonsense. My wife said, did you hear the shooting, the fireworks? The-? I said, I didn't hear a thing. I looked over, my dog looked at me and smiled, and we both went to sleep. <laughs> so if you still do that stuff, enjoy. Get some coffee and enjoy the day. You're going to need a nap later. And pray for the Steelers. Amen. But anyway... I thought about this, and I thought, you know, we, we, we do this, we calculate, okay, I want to have a financial goal, I want to have a New Year's resolution, I want to I I do something different in my business, I want to I do something, you know, with my job, I want to increase, I want to change this, I want to, and so this is the time we reflect what went good, what went bad, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, and we call these resolutions, but the Lord said, none of this really matters if your heart doesn't change. Because you go into 2023, the same person, you wake up and you're still there. Because wherever you go, there you are. So the change has to happen in the heart. So what? here's the question I want our whole church to ask ourselves. What part of his eternal purpose are we going to bring into the earth this year? What part of our New Year's plans include bringing heaven to earth? say, wow, that really good. I just, Pastor, you just blew up my, I just had a prayer request for a new Bentley. And you're like, this year is going to be my best year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, and uh, give me a little more monitor. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But God says that's temporary, temporary. God said as a little college student, my freshman year, that impacted my life. Be about my business and I'll be about your business. I am the vine, you are a branch. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask whatever you will and it'll be given unto you. This is how my father gets glory when you bear much fruit. So the message I'm gonna preach the next three months, probably six, if I were telling the truth. But the Lord said, Jesus came and, and my, my, one of my mentors, Mike Hayes, I got to spend 15 days with him. We talked about it the whole time. Jesus brought the message of the kingdom. He brought the message of the kingdom. He said, the kingdom suffer violence and the violent take it by force. The kingdom. 
is in you. The kingdom is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So there's this sphere of domain. It's the king's domain. That's actually what kingdom means. The king's domain is in heaven, but he spread it to the earth. The devil got the lease when Adam sinned, and simply the father is trying to send Jesus to get him in you because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, so he could bring the king's domain back into the earth. You were created to rule and reign and have dominion. Many people aren't walking in that dominion and ruling and reigning. They're under. The devil's supposed to be under our feet. So today in this message, let's look at, you know it, you've heard it, you can pray it for years. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed. In fact, let's say it together. Be thy name. Thy, thy, on earth, give us our daily, forgive us our, as we forgive those, lead us not into temptation. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. By the time this year's over, you're going to know how to take dominion. By the time these two, three months are over, you're going to know how to walk in the power, in the kingdom, and the glory like never before. This is the purpose of heaven. When we focus on the eternal purpose, we win. So I looked at Matthew 6, and I was continuing on this. As we get my, one of my life scriptures, God pulled it up to me again in Matthew 6. So just so you know today, for your homework this week, be reading. Just do, please do this. It'll help you with the context. Read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. That's it. Three chapters. Take seven days. Read it every day or read a chapter a day and reread it again. It'll transform your life. Verse chapter 6, 25, therefore I tell you, stop being uneasy and perpetually anxious and worried about your life. Someone say amen to that. That's good enough just to go home. Stop being anxious, stop worrying, stop being uneasy, perpetually anxious about your life. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what your body's going to wear, what you're going to drive, where you're going to live. It's not life greater than food and body and clothing. He says, therefore, Ready? I'm going to give you a command from Jesus. Therefore, do not worry. Therefore, do not worry. Therefore, do not worry. Worry is a sin. He says, therefore, do not worry or be anxious, saying, what are we going to have to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Now, now here's, a, here's a key that I never pop this out like this. Because see, we as kingdom people live the opposite way of the world. The world seeks all the stuff. We prioritize kingdom and the stuff seeks us. I want you to hear that. This is where the church has messed up some stuff. But the word says very clearly, for the Gentiles, that proper translation would be unbelievers. Unbelievers. Heathens. Gentiles people that aren't saved, this is what they seek. Wow. They wish for, they crave diligently, they seek all these things. And your heavenly father knows well that you have need of them. And remember he told us in this context, I take care of the birds, I take care of the animals, uh, fowl the air, how much more will I take care of you? I take care of the lilies of the field. He's telling you, don't worry, I got you. Don't worry about yesterday, don't worry about today, and don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be anxious for anything. By the way, anyone will tell you the root of cancer is stress and anxiety. 
The root of all disease starts with fear, stress, anxiety, and worry. And you do have to eat right. You, you go to your personal trainer and talk to him. I'm not getting into that today. I had enough problem working out three times last week. I couldn't get out of bed. So you talk to him about that, not me. I'm not the guy for that. But listen to what he says. All these things your heavenly father knows you have needed. But seek ye first. Aim after and strive first of all his kingdom. Say first of all. First of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. Two things God says this year. Kingdom first. But then we have a, a problem understanding what, what is the kingdom. We're going to really define that these next couple weeks. But for today, I got to get to these points. But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. Kingdom and righteousness. His way of doing and being right. His way of doing and being right is molding the image and identity of Christ in you the hope of glory. His righteousness, seeking his righteousness is being right standing with him and understanding that righteous position that you have in Christ seated with him in heavenly places. You have a position of authority. I can't wait to get into that. You have a position of authority in the kingdom. And when you understand not U.S. democracy, but the kingship, the kingship, and, and this is so crazy because I've been studying this for about four weeks now, the kingship is a, is a royal kingdom. It doesn't have subjects. It has citizens. And the citizens don't get money. They have a commonwealth. In Acts 2, the first word communism came from Acts 2. It was meant to be good, but it's never good when men get greedy because they want to rule over people. The community that happened in Acts 2 was everybody was wealthy. Nobody had need. They were all blessed. And the ones that weren't, they gave as they had need. They even sold stuff. So I'm telling you, there's a commonwealth in the kingdom you can tap into today because everything you need is in you, and it's in the kingdom. But we'll go over that later. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What is my biggest frustration as a pastor? Going on a journey for 26 years and not being able to take everybody with me. That's, that's the biggest frustration. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I don't minister out of Reader's Digest. I minister out of stuff that works for me. And then it can work for you and I can be the lead example. It's working in my marriage. It's working in my family. It's working in my finances. It's working in my body. It's working. It's working. And so something that works, you need an example to follow that it works. Because Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So the biggest frustration, I, I remember talking to Joel. We had this Pittsburgh thing with Joel Osteen. And, and uh, he looked at me when they said, this church, this church. And they had me get up and pray. Some of you were there. And he looked at me. And they said, Pastor Buck Schaefer from Grace Life Church. And about 17,000 people started screaming. And he said, wow, Pastor Buck, do all these people go to your church? I said, they did it one time or another. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see, they knew who I was. But, and and I'm, not, I'm not, some people come on the journey for a season. Some for a season, some for a reason, some for a lifetime. You better be discerning of your place in the body so you know where you're at and who you're under. That's when authority begins. That was free. I didn't plan on that. But the saddest thing is when you preach a word to people and some flourish and some don't. Some get it and some don't. Some are focused more on the temporal than the eternal. More on the temporal than the kingdom and righteousness. So check it out. Ready? I was cruising around with my wife the first time we were married and went on our first trip to Europe. 
and we were preaching in places, and my wife brought seven bags. And I was trying to get on a train in the Czech Republic, and I was walking kind of like this. And I was looking at my wife, and she had bags, and I had bags. And you talk about slowing down. Maybe God was just working patience in me. But I was like trying to get this stuff on the train, and she had bags of stuff. We never did that again. But we learned our lesson that trip. But I had all this stuff and all these bags. And so the train would say, we're leaving, whether it was in uh, wherever it was at. And all of a sudden, I'm in the back and the train is cruising, and it's starting to move, and I'm like pitching luggage on. And, and, and so as, I, as we're leaving, I'm thinking, I never want to bring this kind of stuff with me again. So now I'm like a one-bag dude, amen? Now, I'm not talking about my wife. I'm talking about one, one bag. I was on Southwest Airlines with my whole family. Lady said, uh, you know, my mother-in-law was with us. She said, will you be stowing the bag? I said, no, she'll be sitting next to me. That was just a joke. I know you're watching, Mamie. We love you and Happy New Year. <laughs> Southwest needs some help right now. But, but anyway, here's my thought. Do you want to carry all this into the next year? Or do you want to unpack it and leave some of it? So I was like, you know what? I don't want that baggage with me because I want to be able to move to the next level every year, every season, every time God says to move. So in the kingdom victory in 2023, the Bible tells us to guard our heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. So as we unpack, we got to understand what kingdom victory is defined as. So I put it as number one. I want you to get the victory. I want you to see. I want you to know. I want you to have clarity. But why don't I? Number one, if we're going to see clearly, I pastor, I prayed Mark Hankins came, he prayed that prayer. Eyes your heart flooded with light. Your mom prays it, you pray it, we all pray it. But 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 pastor, I'm just not seeing. I have this, I have this cloudiness. I don't have the clarity. I can't hear his voice clearly. And the Lord said, the first thing you gotta do before you can receive all God has for you, including his purpose and his direction in the kingdom, in righteousness, you gotta get free of all offense. You gotta unpack your offense. Because offense is the Greek word scandal on, it's a trap. And the, the Lord said this to, I, I want to get, you know, I want this, I want you up hollering at New Year's. I want to shout victory, talk about that. Yeah, just uh, get all emotional and leave. And then you go eat lunch and you feel depressed. No, no, I want you to get some substance in your spirit that can transform your mind, that can help your spirit move forward. So that means we can play church for years, but if you're still sitting here with a fence, you aren't receiving anything because you're stuck in a trap. You can't move into 2023 because you're trapped. Offenses trap you. The very Greek word is scandalon, which is the part of, you heard it, John Brevere preaches it very well, the part of the trap that has the bait of Satan that you take it. And I'm offended. And people can go, in 2022, I was offended at this, offended, 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 offended. So I'm, I'm like... I'm like, people are caught in these traps of offense and they're stuck and they're unable to have clarity. And here's, here's what hit me really strong. Because I've been meditating on this since we left that day, the mountain of Beatitudes where Mike Hayes preached. It hit me. I, read the, I honestly read the Beatitudes every day since December whatever. Because I understood it, but I kind of like, okay, Beatitudes, it sounds kind of cool. Beatitude, dude, I got a Beatitude. And, and, and the Lord said to me very clearly, 
all beatitude starts with gratitude. If there's no thanksgiving in your life, if there's no gratefulness in your life, that's one sign you could be offended. I went, whoa, that's good, God. If there's no gratefulness in your life, that's just one little red flag that needs to be thrown on the play that you're carrying that thing into 2023. He said, do an inventory and see where you think you could have been offended because that's where you're stuck in a trap. So I go, wait a minute. The attitude of 2022 can't come into 2023. My attitude even. What was good, but a winning attitude gets better. A winning kingdom attitude has gratitude, but then it has the right attitude. Well, Jesus talked about the attitude. So here we are. I could show the picture, but I'm not going to do that. And, and we're sitting up here with 100 people on the hill. Some of you guys were in there. Mike Hayes does his dissertation, makes your eyes cross. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the humble. Those who go low. Blessed. So what's Jesus given us in these bad attitudes? And he, he comes with the, and again, I'm not teaching on this today. I just want you to see it. It's the he comes with the repercussion of being humble is theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for theirs, wow, they shall be filled. Then he goes on, this is the kingdom, this is the kingdom. He's telling you about your attitudes that you have in you. Blessed are you when you're persecuted and you're spoken about and you just endure it for heaven's sake. Your reward will be great. And I'm reading through these. And I'm, again, each one could do two-hour sermon. Blessed are the meek, and he unpacks this main one. Blessed are the meek. Where do we get the word meekness? And we've always heard meekness is weakness. But as he starts to unpack meekness, this word was connected to the word when they brought it into the translation was from a war horse. This huge, massive war horse was so meek that it could go through war without being distracted by anything going around it. And it would follow the orders of the guy holding the reins that it was so strong that it was focused. And he said, that's what meekness was. This horse could do anything, go any direction, but he was under the control of the guy that was on it. And he was unbroken in focus to continue his strength right in the direction that the guy ordered him to. Meekness. Strength under pressure. Control. Shutting your mouth when you think you should open it. Not talking back. We see it in Jesus. He opened not his mouth. I know better. That's what we do all the time. And Jesus said, he said one time when they told him, I'm in control of you. He said, you have no control unless my father gives it to you. He was under authority. Strength and control. So we're listening to this great message. And then you see all of these in the Amplified and the King James, blessed are, blessed are. And basically, Mike breaks it down. That's a really bad translation. Actually, the Greek word is, I think it's markarius. And this word, as it comes across, it's interesting what it means because they caught some of it in the Amplified. Makarius actually means extremely joyful, really, really happy. This is what Jesus tells us. Extremely joyful, really, really happy is the person that does this. Really happy, extremely joyful is the person that's not moved. And, and you know, it's great. I, you could go listen to it. I recorded it, but that's not where I'm going today. And he goes to all the Beatitudes, extremely joyful. And I'm persecuted. 
I don't let that stick to me. When this happens, I don't get offended. When this happens, I forgive. When this happens, I keep going. When this, I see this person I've been seeing for years that was offended, and I just smile, and I be joyful. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. This all goes back to this choice to decide to not be offended. And so after he goes through the Beatitudes, he goes to, he calls it a ninth or eighth Beatitude. And he goes to Matthew 11. And Matthew 11, and I thought about this. I just broke this down. I was thinking about this. Who could have been offended the most? Two guys that work together? In fact, probably those who we love the closest, who we get offended by the easiest, right? Our cousins, our friends, our neighbors, whoever. Someone does something to you going in the Fort Pitt Tunnel, you don't care. You just keep rolling, hopefully. You don't tell them they're the number one driver, right? You just, you, you, Jesus loves you, and you put your hand to him and send a blessing, right? Because you, you do this, right? Bless those who curse you. You do the word. That's kingdom. But here, we got a cousin that was born the year before the other cousin, Jesus, Zacharias, the high priest, the son, John the Baptist, the forerunner. He was a forerunner preparing the way for Jesus. He was his cousin. He was a prophet. And there was no mighty men, prophets in the earth as great as him born unto women, the Bible says, right? But at the end of that scripture, just so you know, he said, but those that are in the kingdom are more powerful than him. Can I have an amen? But that's not the point. Here's the point. So I look at this and I go, Matthew 11. And, and Mike preached about this a little. John the Baptist, his life is powerful. But then a statement's made. He must increase, I must decrease. He baptized him. He says, look, the Lamb of God. There's the Lamb of God right there. With his words, his prophetic voice, he invokes what he's called to do. He says, he, he enters Jesus into the ministry. There's the Lamb of God right there. John the Baptist never healed, never did miracles, never did signs, never did wonders. He was a prophetic voice for his day, right? But now I'm in this whole concept of Caiaphas' house. I'm in his basement where Jesus was held. I'm in all these different places. I'm putting two and two together. And I'm listening to Mike talk, and I'm going, well, wait a minute. John the Baptist, and I'm seeing all this stuff from Herod. Herod the Great built this, built this, built this. You're looking at these five incredible kingdoms he built in Israel. And now John the Baptist is in his care. He gets ready to go preach a sermon, and he can't preach the sermon. He says, you're an adulterer. He points at Herod. Herod says, we want this guy's head. Put him in jail, basically. Now he's in jail. I thought my life was going to be great. I thought I was going to prophesy, dream, dream, see visions, all this. And now I'm stuck in jail, and they're calling for my head on a platter. What a bad day. So here we have the place where John's offended. John, the prophet's offended. He's offended at Jesus, and he knows the will of God, but somewhere in his flesh and in his motions, this takes over. This bag of offense can be on the forefront of your life. And listen to what he says, and he asks him. He sends the disciples probably to the little jail cell at night, and he asks him, ask Jesus one question. He's teaching down at Capernaum. Go ask him one question. Is he the one? Or should we look for another? 
This guy's brokenhearted. He's hurt. He's offended. And he's stuck in prison getting ready to die for what he believes. Jesus would increase. I would decrease. I didn't think it would happen this quick. Ted's getting ready to come off. Jesus tells him. Jesus replied, go report to John what you have seen and what you hear. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed by healing. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the gospel preached unto them. Now look at this. Beatitude. Blessed, extremely happy is he who takes no offense at me and finds no cause for stumbling in or through me and is not hindered from seeing the truth. Wow. Jesus gives this statement. This is my attitude. My attitude. How many people leave because they got offended? How many people quit because they got hurt? How many people carry the baggages of offense with them into 2023? And they're saying, God, I want to hear from you. I'm coming to prayer with General Bob, and I'm going to seek the Lord like never before. But you come to prayer like this. You go, how come I can't see? How come I still got this addiction? How come me and my wife can't get along? How come the kids are still smoking the wacky weed? You got to drop some stuff. You got to, this day, you got to let go of some stuff. And I look at this and I go, this man was in this position. Jesus said, blessed, think about this, extremely happy, joyful are those who don't get offended. Come on, Grace Life Church, is that us this year? You say, well, why, 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 how, how do you, how do you, why? Love is not easily offended. I love this. I was just looking at Psalms 45, and it says, if Joey was up here, but I won't do it to him, my Pam cooking spray where stuff can't stick to you. He's like, Pastor, don't do it. Don't do it. Take one for the kingdom. I'm just kidding. But guess what? Joey is that guy. Nothing can stick to him. He's that guy. He just keeps going. Amen? Come on. Give it up for Joey taking a shot for the team. But, but, but Psalms 45 You have loved righteousness, righteousness. You have loved righteousness because you have loved righteousness and you're a kingdom man. He has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your brother. Guess what? When you're exceedingly joyful and someone offends you, you just go, what? I'm keeping going. That stuff slips right off me. I'm not going to be caught in that trap. I see it. Someone say, I see it. it. Say, I'm anointed with the oil of gladness. Are you anointed with the oil of gladness? Come on, the joy of the Lord is your strength. There's something about joy. There's something about the kingdom of heaven. There's something about being exceedingly happy that will keep your life from being offended and caught in that trap. And if it tries to get in you, you're pretty slippery. What do those those receivers do? Man, they not only get a little bit of stick them on their hands, but sometimes they put stuff on them that's real slick. So that when the the defense tries to grab them, they just slip off. I almost slipped. How how many know you're not getting caught in that stuff? Can I have an amen? Let me me, me close this point with this. Just write this in your notes because, you know, I, I could take three hours on this one point. But as a pastor, a general practitioner, I want to poke around a little. Because we got to find out where the hurt is. 
we got to find out where the offense is. Because there's three things that have happened in your life in 2022 because they happened to all of us. And the question is, how would you deal with them? The question is, you've been offended by people. You've been offended by the word. Because Mark 4 says, and when they heard the word, it didn't profit them because they quickly took offense. We say, we say, isn't it crazy that you still in the universal church got 13% tithers? Maybe under 3%? There's people hear the word. Be a tither in 2022. Didn't. Maybe you'll get it in 2023. I'm offended at that. God wants my money. The preacher wants my money. Nobody wants your money. God's trying to get something to you. But because you don't obey his word, the Bible says you're cursed with a curse. That's all people are trying to tell you. Trust God with your finances so in 2023 he can take you to a whole nother level. But Jesus talked about it in Matthew 6. He said, but they love money. They can't move forward. They carry that baggage. I'm, I'm offended. That past, I don't believe in healing. Pastor says God heals everybody. I'm offended. Pastor wants me to pray in this unknown tongue because he wants you to be blessed. I'm offended because I don't agree. Well, you know what? If you're truly submitted under, guess what? And you're truly anointed to be in the house of God, you haven't submitted until you disagreed. You're along for the ride as long as you think everything's good. But guess what? My mind has to change every day, and your mind has to change. But if you're offended, here you walk right into 2023. Hey, Pastor, I'm good. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Trying to get a breakthrough in my finances. Got this crappy job, man. You honor God? Yeah, but you know. No, I don't. Seek ye. Seek ye. Doesn't take faith to give leftovers. Takes faith to give them your first best fruit of the new year. Takes faith to get up early and pray in the Holy Ghost before you go on with your day. Takes faith to take the 10% of your check. Takes faith to break the curse of the enemy. Takes faith to the just shall live by faith. Come on, somebody. Someone shout, let it go. Just slip out of that stuff and say, no, I'm not buying into that. Number two, number two, the kingdom attitude of victory, the kingdom attitude. And I, just, I want you to write those three things down because I want you to go home and see where the word has offended you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. I'm not doing that. Bless those who curse you. You know what? I've had to make that a lifetime. I've had to make that every day. Because how many know when you get in a position where you're helping other churches and pastors, you can get cursed a lot. But you got to make it your point. So I go, number two, get out of that trap, unpack that thing. Number two, unpack that unforgiveness. That unforgiveness, not the same. Well, pastor, I was hurt, and I'm going to hold on to that. See, this offense trap will not only blind your eyes with pride and tell you, I know better but all of a sudden, you got this unforgiveness and you harbor. Well, what my dad did to me when I was a kid. My boss, I'll tell you what. You say, how do you know if someone's hurt? You start probing around. My ex-wife, she. You start poking around. Someone, Don't bring that up, man. The job you held for five years. And don't, don't, don't poke around there, brother. Your situation with your kids that don't come to see you. No, man. No, no, no. Don't talk about that because I just, I bring that with me, man. 
I'm all good, but when you talk about my, my kids and my ex-wife, man, I just, I just, man, it weights me down. Don't you love that Hebrews 2 says, verse 1, it says, therefore, brother, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that means, that means Mama Pat's up there watching us. Amen? She's up there shouting right now, come on, Pastor Buck, go. And, and, and there's my family right there. Since we're surrounded by them, they see what goes on. Let us lay aside every weight and sin that would beset us and cause us to lose the race marked out for us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the developer of our faith. I'm telling you, 2023, he wants to develop your faith, North Campus. He wants to develop your faith, and you got to let go of some stuff so you can go to a whole nother level. Unforgiveness. Well, what happened? And we pray this prayer out. I don't know why we don't do it, but we got to be strong in this. He says, all of a sudden, someone, I realize that this offense, but then some unforgiveness, and unforgiveness turns to hurt, and then it starts to grow in your heart. That's why I guard your heart above all else, because out of it flows issues of life. It starts to grow in your heart, and then the Bible says in Hebrews, it becomes a bitter root. All of a sudden, you're like trying to get over an unforgiveness, but the Lord said there's more to it. You say, I forgive him. I forgive him. I forgive what he did. I'll forgive the circumstances. I'll forgive that. I'll forgive this, but I'm not letting it go. I'm going to hold on to that. Do you know what happened to me in 1973? He carried it into 74, 75. By Santana, you even had red, white, and blue shag carpet in your van, and you brought all that crap with you. And you said, I'm going to hold on to that because what my grandpa did to me and then people that I was molested at the time, I'll never forgive him. I'll never let go. I'll never. And all of a sudden, it, it holds you in a trap. And here you are. I want to go the next. I want that new job. I want that promotion. I just can't seem to get clarity. I seem confused all the time. I can't hear God's voice. Did that ex-pastor, did he hurt you because he fell? Does the word of God not still count because he ran off with a woman and took some money? Isn't there some other good guys? But the devil wants to bury you into that. They're all the same. That guy's racist. They're all the same. That's what the devil loves to play. Carry that thing in. Your life matters and, and this life and that life. And you carry that in and you go, I don't like him. And what's the Bible tell us? Listen to this. Matthew 6, 4, if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Ready? But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, their reckless, willful sins, leaving them, letting them go. Someone shout like frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Come on, say, let that thing go. That, that, see, the kids are even saying it. <laughs> say, let it go. Look at your neighbor. Say, let it, go. let it go. This is where the body of Christ struggles. Listen. He says, but if we do not forgive others' trespasses, giving up resentment, letting them go, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. You don't give forgiveness. You don't get forgiveness. That's why I think Jesus said when he taught the disciples, how many times do we forgive? Seven's good. Seventy times seven a day. 
Why are you looking at a pastor that's unoffendable? I put Pam cooking spray on every day. <laughs> Extremely happy. My happiness is stronger than that offense. My joy level is stronger than holding on to something that's going to get in me. and get. I just got to let it go. And I got to leave it in the hands of the Lord. I got to give it to God every day. I give that to you. And that you, you say, you're a good pastor, man. No, the same crap that hits you hits me. I just can't let it stick. I just made a decision. If my heart is where the issues of life are, I can't let that in there. You can't either. You'll be ineffective. You'll lose your anointing. You'll lose your relationships. You'll lose your family. Look at Mark 11, verse 25. And when you stand praying, we come to pray. Come to Pastor Ben said, come to prayer. I would have come to prayer. I come to prayer again with my unforgiveness. I'll sit there and just say, man, this isn't working for me. How come I can't connect? How come it doesn't seem like it works, Pastor? Shida Babahasha, who stole my Honda, untold my bow tie. Jesus, help me. Shida Baba. And there's no effect. You're carrying that stuff around. Pastor, I just, I just want to pray for sister so-and-so who did me wrong. Why are you holding on to that? You got to let that stuff go. So listen when he tells us, and he's talking about answered prayer. And in the kingdom, he said, we, 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 don't, we don't, in the kingdom, he said, we, we talk to mountains. We talk to trees. We talk to water, and we talk to wind, and we talk to waves. We talk to fish and tell coins to get in their mouths. He said, we have dominion over fish in the kingdom. We have dominion over the waves of the sea, the fish of the air. We, we can't take back our dominion because we're too confused and clouded about all the temporary stuff. Maybe that's why it's said in the Amplified, watch out that you don't lose your joy because of exterior circumstances and distractions. If we're not kingdom first, we're not kingdom at all. That was good. I'm buying the tape. <laughs> Check this out. Let's finish this and move to the last point. We're going to have some communion together. Amen. Come on, say amen. amen. When you stand praying, here come the prayer. I say come, just so you know. Prayer is not on Mondays. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. You got two days off. So you have still a choice to come to prayer this year in 2023. Those are the times. We be at 8 o'clock, no baggage allowed, bag drops at the door. That's what that box is out there. You ever felt mad about that? I, I, I'm, I'm that guy. You guys that went to Israel, you know I'm going to be the first in line. They gave us VIP. Our buddy knew Netanyahu, so he put us through with no lines. That, like, made my day. <laughs> Jesus, no lines. But I told my guy, you're getting a small tip if we're not the first bus to dinner, first bus to the caves, first bus. He made it happen, amen? But you know what? It's just interesting. First priority. First. Give, can, you, can you give Jesus the first? Can you make kingdom first in your life? So I looked at this and I go, wait, 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 wait. What do I need to do here? Pray that you might forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father in heaven may forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. And I thought about this. Sometimes we hold on to stuff and unforgiveness and get bitter roots about things and about people specifically that you were mad at or I was mad at 
And it hit me a couple years ago. I, I had some, I had a bitter root. I had to, I had a bitter root. I had to, <laughs> y'all on the front row, be careful. I had a, I had a bitter root. I'll get ready to come and dance a little bit with his axe. Oh, come on, was that not the best? Who got to see the production? Come on, give a shout. Hundreds of people saved. You guys killed it, man. You guys, is Stu the best elf ever? Francisco. So, so check this out. I love you guys up north too. It wasn't Stu great. Francisco, YOLO, that's a good word. Anyway, I'm dreaming about this stuff right now. But, but anyway, but, but, but look at this. Neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Hebrews 12, 15, look at this and we'll move. Looking diligently, right now, probe around a little. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Take inventory right now. Don't create a resolution. Take inventory. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble, not me, trouble you. I just said a minute ago, that person that I was mad at five years ago, they moved on. God dealt with them. Their heart's right. They're doing the will of God, and you're still mad at them. The only one in the trap with unforgiveness is you because you chose not to let it go. Get the oil joy on you. Live a life that is exceedingly happy. And today, pull out your axe. If you got any bitter root, what is it? What is that bitter root? It's your job. It's not my job. Pastor, you go ahead. Tell me what to do, dog. Here, come get the axe. You got, you got to cut that thing. You got to cut that thing. You ever taken a... And if you let it happen too long, man, it's down in there. You ever had a, a stump? I tried to pull one out with a truck one time, almost ripped the bumper off. The thing was rooted way down. And guess what? In 2023, you can't have that. You can't have that. You, gotta, you can't be holding on to that thing. You got to take that thing. You got to cut the root. You got to let that thing go. Now, now, I know that's not something you're shouting about right now, but that woke you up. Say with me, I'm cutting the root. Say, I'm severing the ties with that issue that's in my heart because I walk in forgiveness. Now listen, 2023, who wants to have extreme happiness? Extreme joy. This is what Jesus, this is your attitude. This is your attitude. And you're not concerned. You're not anxious. You're not worried about the money. You're not worried about the kids. You're not worried. My daughter, she's sitting right up there in the front row. She brought my dog's the best dog in the world. She brought another dog home. I've been cleaning stuff. It's a puppy. You don't bring a dog home for crit. No, I'm just kidding, Gloria. I love you. And I love Rocky, too. He looks like a miniature Sam. The dog's like Michael Jordan. He can jump from the ground up on the bar like this high, five foot straight in the air. Ding. I'm like, how did he get over that? Anyway, I think it's just God teaching me some things. Anyway, but, but, but guess what? We have, to, we have to let go. We have to be forgiving of that dog. It's a good dog. I love the dog. Sam's a little more well-trained. But, but number three, listen, listen, 
So we, we unpack that. We, we, we refuse to be offended. We refuse to carry unforgiveness with us. It's out of my life, and I'm extremely happy. I'm extremely happy. You say, why did you bring up your dog? Because I just look at my dog. He brings me joy. I look at a cat. It brings me anxiety. Is that all right? Y'all sending me cat jokes. Chill out. Chill out. I can feel the sneeze coming on already. But anyway, last, lastly, ready? This is going to help us. I'm going to live in the kingdom with a kingdom attitude that's extremely happy, extremely joyful. Not, oh, man, somebody came in and told me a bad report, and I lost my joy level all of a sudden. I didn't get my raise. I thought things are bad at school. I don't know. No, no, no. That's not the way we're to live in the kingdom. There's righteousness, peace, and joy in the kingdom. And the kingdom's in you. And you're called to manifest the kingdom. This is what the church has to wake up to. This dominion and authority is in you. But you've been just trying to get a healing, trying to get ahead in life, trying to get some joy. No, no, no. We release it in the name of Jesus. We get rid of the baggage and we walk in victory in 2023. How many receive it? Let me tell you your last one. Ready? Unpack your prejudice. Now, this is important you hear this. Unpack your prejudice. You say, oh, you're getting racist again. No, no, no. This is, that has nothing to do with this. It might with you. Do you even know what prejudge means? To prejudge. To form, listen to this. This will help you a little better because we want to poke around a little. To form an opinion before you are aware of the real facts and of the case. If we're honest... I do it, you do it every day. That guy's goofy. That situation. So I got, I got these crazy issues because I'm, I'm trying to help pastors. And I think we're all crazy. I think all pastors are crazy to do that. You got to be crazy. And so I'm talking to crazy people. I'm crazy. And I'm like telling them, hey, man, don't, don't do this. And the only reason I want to help pastors is because I did it so bad the first 10 years. I want to tell people with red flags, don't do that. <laughs> Save your years. So I'm like, I'm gonna, man, the guy respects me, loves me, made me on the board. Don't do that. He did it. I thought, okay, well, that was stupid. I said, don't do that. He did that. I said, well, don't do that. This is a couple years. The other board members looked at me and said, Pastor, everything he, you told him to not do, he did. I said, don't align yourself with that group, not because I don't agree with the group. I just don't think there's stability with it. Don't put your money with them. He come to me crying. I lost over $100,000 oh, of the, the building fund money. <laughs> and you say, now look, I'm trying to do right by people, right? I'm trying to help people. But now I'm getting an issue in my heart of prejudice. Here comes this other pastor. God, dumb. You don't know what you're doing. And the Lord's going to me. You didn't either. Stupid. <laughs> now, I'm just being real with you. I caught myself. He left. The guy looked at me, wanted to tear him a new one. And I was like, you don't know what you don't know. I can't put myself in as the judge. I am not sure 
what direction that pastor goes, that goes, how he deals with that building. I told him not to. I told him this. I told him that. Just trying to help. And I said, I'm, I'm like going, God, he won't listen. And, and God goes, yeah, you were kind of hard-headed for a while yourself, bonehead. Maybe that's why you lost all your hair. <laughs> I had to go repent. I had to go repent because I prejudged. Now, you get, well, and then people say, oh, this people are this, and all that people are that, and all you people are that, and all politicians. It's real easy in our culture, right? That guy, you're just about this, she's just about, so now we got quick judgment. Used to, you had to, you had to go to the mall to lust. Now you do it on your phone. Used to, you had to go to the mall to covet some stuff. Now you do it on your computer. Used to, you had to, you had to, to get into the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, that thus you could think things, but you really had to be in a public place or go to a concert or go to some crazy underpants store. But now it's like, it's like just pocket problems. <laughs> 70s, we couldn't do that. 80s, we couldn't do that. 90s, we couldn't do that. So now what we do, we go, hey, man, I'm just chilling. What are you doing? <laughs> Let me just chill out. Let me just chill out for a minute here. I need a break from life. Let me get on Insta. And your mind's going, oh, wow. Now, listen, there's algorithms that are out there that whatever you seek, it'll help you find. So if you're into some issues, you're getting more of them. I put aside all that stuff, and I, I don't look at it, and I, I just say, I don't have time for social media because it'll suck your, sometimes it'll suck you into a trap. So I, I did make some time for it. I said, I love the World Cup. I love, I want Messi to win. I want Argentina. I was over there in Israel watching USA. Nick got me this cool USA shirt. I was like, USA, and then we lost. I started up, stopped watching. They were like, Argentina. So I started hitting the algorithms of, what's Messi doing? What's Ronaldo up to? What's? And my kids are looking at me laughing. They're going, you get nothing on your feed but soccer story, soccer story, soccer story. And the Lord said to me, whatever you feed on, you're going to get more of. Whatever you feed on, that's what algorithms do. Whatever you feed on, more righteousness, more peace, more joy in the Holy Ghost. No more of this. No more social media. Why? Why is it? I'm not saying it's bad. If you control yourself, that's great. But here's what happens. You get on. And used to, you had to, you had to see somebody's car in their garage and go, he got a new car. That's bad. I want a Maserati. Look what everything he got, man. That thing's bad. And now you just go, I'll take one of those, one of those, one of those. All of a sudden, jealousy's working in your heart. And you don't even know it. You look at other women. You go, man, she can't. <laughs> she got good lips. Those are, you, you, those, that's filler. That's, that's lip plump. That's filler. You start, how do my lips look? Now you're attacking the identity that God made you fearfully and wonderfully, and you're judging against 70 other women in one minute. And it's destroying your life. God loves you. You're unique the way God made you. Don't be second best. Be number one. Shut it off. And guys, look at, look at his golf swing, man. That's really good. Might not be a bad thing when you get consumed with it. Then you, oh, look at that. I like that. I'm looking at that. Now kids are doing funny tricks. They're ripping people off. They got all kind of crazy stuff. Everyone's like, wow, that's funny. Ha, ha, ha. Then we scare Vinny. He goes, ah! 
It's the funniest thing you ever saw. Now, I, I get you guys to go, somebody share that, and I want the whole church to watch it. It's the funniest thing on the planet. You could get scared. If right now, Jim, if you do something behind him, he's going to, ah, crazy, get scared, and you watch it funny. What if we would all share the sermon like we share funny stuff? We'd have a million followers. What if we share? I notice Alpha is going through the roof. I notice the caves at Bethlehem are going through the roof. What if we'd every week value the word and say, that's what I want to share. That's what I want people to see. Not a woman with no clothes. Not a man that looks like he's so bad and working out. Not a, not a dog. Not my food. Not my medium rare steak on a plate. Just eat it. Don't take a picture of it. Stop it. Look at their lasagna they had. Stop posting that crap. You guys too at the north, stop it. Do you agree? Nobody wants to see your steak. Eat it and be done with it. So listen, I got to close here. Listen, this thing's determining your life. And now you're full of lust, lust of the eyes. It's multiplied power now. It's on crack. Lust of the flesh. Pride of life. Man, I'm, dude, what, what? Now you're blowing up things to see what she did to her hair. What? You, did you, they have that at their house? Get your computer out. We need to make it bigger. Something in the background. Look at that. And now you're judging. You're judging. So the devil's given us a window into everyone's life, and it's really dominated by selfishness. That's the end of 2022. You don't want to see me in a Speedo, okay? Everybody's the end of my 2022. Show you quick clips of all 22. Great. Give glory to God. Give gratitude to God, but stop showing all that stuff. Can, can I give you permission to shut it off? That's not what you need at this time in your life. I'm not saying it can't be used for the kingdom. I'm not saying it's good. But everything that's good, the devil perverts. And then he wants to use it as an attack against you. And he wants your self-esteem and self-worth in the toilet. And he wants your identity filmed back. What if you look up and go, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I have exceeding great joy. I'm full of righteousness. I know who I am. I got peace that passes understanding. I got joy in the Holy Ghost. And I don't need any of that baggage in my life. Can I tell you in 2023, say no more judging. No more judging. Now, now, now listen, listen, we're done right here. And then we're going to get the ushers ready to get communion. Somebody's going to have to throw me a communion. Right? Thank you, Vinny. That's generous, man. You're so generous. I won't scare you anymore. Get your communion ready. Ready? Pop the, we're going to pop the top in a minute. I got one more thing because I want to see. And here, here's what I, can I be honest with you? Everyone wants to be fake, but I've got to be honest today. It's New Year's. Got to make a resolution to be real. And I said this. I said this. It's happened a couple years ago, so it's not like fresh yesterday. But I was working with these pastors and these people and church people and this and all these people that came through. And I'm just, guard your heart, guard your heart, guard your heart. Get the Pam cookie spray, man. We, we need to, we need to, we, we need to get all over that, right? So we have some joy. I'll leave it here so you know where to get it. I think you can get it at Giant Eagle. <laughs> but you're anointed with the oil of gladness. My wife's like, don't get that on your coat. 
But, but listen, listen, this is going to help you. Ready? Let's look at the one scripture and we'll bounce into communion. Ready? Everyone say, this is good, Pastor. <laughs> say, I'm kingdom first. Kingdom first. Exceedingly joyful. <laughs> Extreme happiness. <laughs> no offense. No unforgiveness. I chopped it at the root. And I won't prejudge. Luke 6.37. Let's close here. Judge not. Judge not. There's something that happens in your mind if it's unrenewed. That everything you see, those algorithms in your mind, are going to pull out. And it's just going to whisper a track, track, trick, trip. A trick, trip, track, trick. A trick from the devil. You don't have that. Don't you wish you had one of those? You don't look like that. This is this is all he does. The minute you push on an image, and you know what? If your computer, if you download every image you see, some of y'all laughing like pastor's going to slip any minute. If you download every image you see, how many know your phone gets bogged down? Now it's hard to pull up stuff. It doesn't think right. It's hard to, and that's why somebody, you get all these images, and now you can't hear from God. Hey, I want a clarity, God. And you're like, eh, man, let me go look at this stuff for a while. And all of a sudden, you don't even mean to, but you're sitting in judgment. My church is better. I, I, I found myself, I got a guy goes, we had a really good play. Jesus came down the middle. We had a donkey. There was a camel out back. Kids scratched out some off-rhythm song. And I didn't say a word, but in my mind I was thinking, dude, we're doing like Broadway. We got stew. We got Aaron can dance better than the Broadway people. We got Ray doing, you know. We got, where's JJ? Hey, JJ, you're up there. We got... This guy, that girl, Hannah, she can sing. Rebecca, she can sing. Pastor Matt, he can sing. All the pastors in there, about 20 pastors came. They're like, how do you guys pull this off? That guy can play the drums. He can, That's your son on the bass? They have good hair? How could it be? <laughs> I put Pam cooking oil on that stuff. I don't. Don't, don't try that at home. But, but you, you, please see where I'm coming. We have this old sin nature thing that always wants to go, you know what, dude? I had a guy call me and say about another church, and he said, how come they did that? How come they did old movies of Christmas at the movies? I don't agree. I, I was like, what's in your business? What they do. We're not in a competition. And the Lord said to me, I call you to do something I call no one else to do. You're accountable for what I asked you to do. Yeah. Same way with you. You're accountable to ask before God what he asked you to do. Yeah. Why are you judging yourself by what he did? He who judges themselves by themselves is not wise. And so, so, so listen to the scripture. Take a little swag. It's a little bit. That's just water. Not ever clear. <gasps> what were you some of y'all drinking last night feel a little condemned anyway let, let's move on ready so here's what the scripture says Luke 6 judge not neither pronouncing judgment nor subjecting to censor and you will not be judged do not condemn and pronounce guilty and you will not be condemned or pronounced guilty or acquit 
For acquit and forgive and release. I love that. Acquit and forgive and release. Acquit and forgive and release. Acquit and forgive and release. Give up resentment. Let it drop. And you'll be acquitted and forgiven and released. Ready? Here's the big line in the church. You ready for this? This I've heard my whole life since I was three. Taught. Give and it shall be given, brother. Get some money out. And you should give. That's just part of what we do. We're in a kingdom. But give and it shall be given. And good measure, press down, taken together and running over. We'll got to get back to you. For the measure that you give. And I heard preachers. I've seen preachers, TV preachers. They get some money and they stomp on it. Push it down. Shake it together. It's coming back. The money's could give $80, $88 for 88 blessings, and it's coming now. That's a crock. Don't do that. This is about forgiveness for the measure that you give. How much are you talking about that, Pastor? A little bit? Lot? Yeah, I just go on and on. I don't like him. Guess what's coming back to you? For the measure that you give. You know that Chris guy? I played soccer with him the other day. He's single. He's in his low 50s. He's good looking, has a good job. Can't run as fast as me at 55. I'm just kidding. You know, and we form our opinions of judgment. And then we don't even know. And here's what I did. I, I just started thinking. I didn't say it. I didn't tell anybody. But I said this in my heart. And I, I'm learning as I get older to correct the sin before it gets in my heart. And you know how you do that? You recognize it in your mind. And, and someone told me a report, and it was a bad report. And it wasn't, it wasn't a gossip. It was a fact. It was something that happened. But what I did is I took it and I went, they're so ineffective. They're so ineffective. I was just saying to myself, that's irrelevant what they did. And that's, that's just ineffective. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, do you want ineffectiveness back on you? Do you want the judgment of not being able to hear from God back on you? Do you want, because pastor... Whatever you dole out, it's coming back, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. So out of insecurity, you got to cut that man down. Out of insecurity, you cut that woman down and say she's not all that. And then you're mad because 80 people are cutting you down. And then you're insecure and you're mad because nobody gave you the thumbs up on your post. And you're checking it at nighttime. Did anyone like it? No. Why? Because this is a hard issue. Forgiveness is a hard issue. Offense is a hard issue. Judgment is to recognize that. And I heard the Lord say to me, do you want to be ineffective? I said, no, sir, Lord, I'm going to be effective in my latter days. I've got a plan. By the time I'm 65, I'll be done. I'll be preaching all over the world. I'll be... He said, do you want to be ineffective? I said, no, sir. He said, then don't ever accuse someone else of being ineffective. He said, because the root of that is pride. And it says, I'm better. And when it gets in your heart, you start pouring it out. 
Don't worry, our water's not on in our building anyway. I can't get more. I think it might be by now. Sorry, the restrooms are working, I think. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. And running over. You say, what are you getting back? That rude comment you said. And it's coming back in bucket loads. You said, is God going to do that to me? Is God going to do that to me? No, no, no. You did it to yourself. It's a law of God. Today, get your communion ready. The Bible says to lay aside every weight and sin that would easily beset you and cause you to lose the race. Let us run. Give me some keyboard, bro. Get them, get them, get them hands going. Now it's time to hit the flat track, bro. Let's go. Nobody come up here and sing because you might fall and die. Ready? Happy New Year's. Say Happy New Year. Say it's going to be the happiest New Year. Extremely joyful because I'm unoffended. I'm full of joy. I'm quick to forgive. I put an axe to the root. And I refuse to judge. Actually, what I'm giving out, I forgive them. I forgive you. I forgive you. I bless you. I bless you. I know you might be that insecure pastor. I I bless you. Here, come on, take some of that. I love you anyway, in spite because you got to love me, so I got to love you. I love John because he got a cool haircut like mine. Wait, I just look like the Pope for a minute doing this stuff. I'm <laughs> Pope of Hope and Monroeville comes back. Anyway, good measure. Press on. What do you want coming back to you? Grace. Beatitudes. What do you want? Give mercy. You'll get mercy. Blessed is he who hunger and thirsts for righteousness. He shall be filled. Blessed him who's not offended at me or the word or people. Because I walk in the love of God and I pray in the Holy Ghost and I build up myself on my most holy faith. Staying, keeping in the love of God. Don't be careful, Pastor. You get the devil all mad. Devil's defeated. I refuse to be offended. I'm walking in 2023 in the oil of gladness like never before. Are you? Here's what David said. Here's what I believe over you today. Psalms 51. Soak me in your laundry. This is David's comment after he messed up. After he committed adultery. After he killed Uriah the Hittite. He still had a heart right after God. God's looking for a right heart today. You want to change your life? You got to change your attitude. You want to change attitude? You got to change your heart. You got to renew your mind. You got to change your heart. You got to renew your mind. You got to guard your heart with all diligence. He says, soak me in your laundry and I'll come out clean. Scrub me and I'll have a snow white life. Tune me to foot-tapping songs. Set these once broken bones to dancing. Don't look too close at my blemishes. Give me a clean bill of health. God, making me a fresh start. Shape a Genesis week out of the chaos in my life. Take that statement. Making me in 2023 a fresh start. Shaping me. What's a Genesis week? It's a new beginning. A new beginning. Shaping me a Genesis week. Change my mind. I repent from the chaos in my life. Don't throw me out in the trash or fail to breathe holiness in me. Bring me back from gray exile. Put a fresh wind in my cells. Give me a job teaching rebels your ways so that the lost can find the way home. Commute my death sentence. 
God, my salvation. God, and I'll sing anthems to your life-giving ways. Unbutton my lips, dear God, and I'll loose with your praise. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 11, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, and he says, I took the cup and I took the bread. But I love this, verse 26. For as often as you eat and drink of this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup, unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let each man and woman examine themselves. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Today, the first day, 2023, could you bow your heads? Could you close your eyes? Would you just take one minute? This is the most important thing you do this year. Would you take one minute? Just take one minute and examine your heart. Examine your heart. And as you examine your heart, this is simple, this is easy. You say, in 2023, I want the victory. But pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. The first step, the Bible says, everything, everything finds its purpose in him and gets started in him. Today, I want to know I have a connection with God through Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, who loved me so much that he came to this earth to shed his blood and be my sacrifice for my sin. Today, I change my mind and I accept his plan for my life. That's you. Whether online or here, with every head bowed, every eye closed, 2023 starts in victory the minute you receive Jesus. You say, Pastor, pray for me. Right there sitting in your seat. Just lift your hand. Say, Pastor, I want to know God through Christ in a personal way. I want to have a relationship. That's me. Just shoot your hand up right now. Shoot your hand up. I'm going to start this year strong. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else, thank you. Anybody else? I want to know him as my Lord and Savior. I want to have a relationship with him through Christ. Thank you. Anybody else? Just real quick, put your hand up. Say, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's all pray this prayer. And you online, let's pray together. Say, Lord God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God, my sacrifice, who shed his blood for my sin. I say today, I'm forgiven. I repent of doing it my way. And I call upon Jesus to be my Savior and to be my Lord. I decree in 2023, I'm a child of God. Amen. Give a shout if you believe it.